Silence is golden, especially when it comes to brakes. That's why Napa Silent Guard are built to be one of the smoothest and most quiet brakes on the market. Made with fiber-reinforced shims that eliminate noise for the life of the pad, rubber-coated hardware for a better fit, and quality design that meets and exceeds OE performance. Silent Guard brakes deliver the stopping power drivers demand. Available now at Napa locations nationwide. For the final time in 2022, welcome in to NASCAR Coast to Coast presented by Flow Racing, the home of NASCAR Roots Racing and much more. Don't forget, you can still subscribe. There's plenty of racing coming up the rest of this year. You could do so at flowracing.com. As always, my name is Chris Wilner, MRN Pit Reporter. Joining me, my fellow trusty co-host, Kyle Rickey, up in Killing Killingly, Connecticut, one of our announcers here for the Motor Racing Network. I'm at the home of MRN in Concord, North Carolina, where the leaves have all but fallen off the trees, signaling the end of the year, Kyle. It is a beautiful day, what looks like, from my vantage point up there at Stafford. Uh, quite picturesque here. Chamber of Commerce-type weather as we wrap up the year. Yeah, we had, um, we've had some weird weather here, and we've talked about it the last couple of weeks. But just in the last three days, we've gone from T-shirt weather, where it was pushing 80 degrees, to hoodie weather, and now tomorrow, it's like hoodie plus the jacket weather. So uh, the seasons are, are changing by the day here, seemingly. The leaves that you speak of down there are all but off the trees up here. So, um, yeah, winter is, is approaching here pretty quick. And time flies when you're having fun. And 41 episodes later this year, we've pretty much seen it all when it comes from new winners to our perennial favorites that have uh, gotten mar themselves marquee wins over the years. Obviously, we started the show talking about Daytona and the Arkham Menard series. That is all but wrapped up the last couple of weeks. Of course, our final episode today, we are going to talk to the newly crowned Arca West champion in Jake Drew, but kind of a uh, surreal, Kyle, to see how quickly this season has come and gone. Anything stick out to you over the last, uh, what, eight, nine months? Yeah, time flies when you're having fun uh, and a new co-host for me. You've done a great job, Mr. Wilner. But you, uh, I passed. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you, you do. Uh, I think, you know, the Arc West Series uh, stakes out. Um, some great racing this year. We're going to talk to the champion, Jake Drew. He won the title in the largest margin that we saw this year among the, uh, the regional series of the sport. But it, it's been a very competitive year. Uh, some new racetracks, some great fields, some sold-out crowds. I like where Arco West is at right now, and I can't I can't wait to talk to to Jake about his thoughts of the series and his championship season. Absolutely. We'll pick his brain coming up in segment number two. But of course, we wrap up 2022 with our final list of Coast to Coast winners of the week. Of course, as uh, we finish up the season, that list kind of gets smaller and smaller, but still some marquee races like we mentioned. And I'll go ahead and just kick it off with Sammy Smith. I mean, what more can you say about the young man who's uh, pretty much won everything and anything under the sun in 2022? The youngster uh, won the final race of the Arkham Menard Series West uh, race out at phoenix this past weekend a part of of course nascar championship weekend 10 wins across the arca platform this year of course already wrapped up the arca east championship and the sioux chief showdown but now bookends it by winning uh the arca west cha or championship finale race at phoenix so kyle i mean what more can you say about this driver of course already testing the waters up in the xfinity series for joe gibbs racing where again he had a car that probably could have won that race too if it wasn't for a little bit of an incident and, and getting caught up in some things over the course of the weekend so uh what more can you say about sammy it's certainly a good way to end the year 
Yeah, no doubt one of the bright uh, bright stars of the future. And he had to do it the hard way. He got penalized midway through the event after a, an incident with Taylor Gray. Went a lap down, came back from the lap down to come up through the fields, pick up the race win. You mentioned his 10th of the year, first on the West Coast. And what was a, uh, like I mentioned a moment ago, a very healthy field to end the Arkham Menards West Series season as it was heard here on the Motor Racing Network to start a busy race weekend out there in Phoenix. It certainly was. And then, of course, that move will be talked about if Sammy didn't win. But, of course, he came back through the field and was able to go fifth to first on that final restart. But what did you think of the block from Taylor Gray and then the subsequent penalty to Sammy Smith? Warranted or not? I don't know. I hate to make I hate to be put in those positions to make those calls. And I feel bad for the officials that have to make those calls. But, yeah, there was contact. And, and from there on out, it was fun to watch Sammy come up through the field. I'll just put it put it that. Yeah, for sure. One of the coolest drives of the year by far. All right, Kyle, who's on your list of winners this week? Well, I'm going to stick with my modified boys. Uh, a, a race winner here at the Stafford Speedway back in April. Matt Hirschman continued his winning ways into the month of November, winning the 20th. I can't believe it was the 20th running. I, I remember announcing the first North-South shootout, uh, what, 20, 19 years ago, 20 years ago now. Uh, 125 laps this year. It was at the Caraway Speedway. The first year was at the now defunct Concord Speedway. Great field of cars. It was Matt's eighth win in the race. Uh, dominated much of the event. Held off uh, some familiar names and Burt Myers and Patrick Emerling among the podium finishers on Saturday afternoon in Caraway. And of course, we'll stick it here as my other winners of this week are both from the Cars Tour ranks. We'll start with Jared Fryer picking up the season finale win in the late model stock portion of the Cars Tour finale in the North-South Shootout at Caraway. Third career series win, but that young man hadn't tasted victory since 2020. So it's been a little bit of a, of a journey for Jared since that last win a couple of years ago, but he does it. Uh, in the final race of the 2022 season, 10th different winner on the late model stock side of things. So although Carson Quapo, who wrapped up the championship a couple weeks ago in the penultimate race, you know, single-handedly won the championship. When you look at on a week-to-week -week basis, the parity on the late model stock is pretty good. No, absolutely is. And again, great field of cars in both the late models and the pro late models for the Cars Tour. Uh, you mentioned uh, Carson Quapple, champion. I wanted to mention Luke Fenhaus picking up the championship, a driver that we've learned a lot about over the last year and a half, ever since the Slinger win and his SRX ride, and now has found so much success this year on the Cars Tour, picking up that championship uh, this past weekend, also at Caraway. Yeah, and Austin McDonald won the Pro Late Model 100 lapper yep. in the finale, but of course Luke Fenhouse took the title. So uh, a couple of drivers that uh, that's not the last time we're going to hear these two, especially as they progress up in their careers next year. We're not sure if either is going to run on the late model stock side of things or continue on the Pro Late Model side. But for Austin McDonald, uh, the 100 lapper went to him on the Pro Late Model side of things. Any other winners this week, Kyle, as we wrap up 2022? Now, I was going to mention Austin's win as well, uh, a close one, two-tenths of a second. Uh, it was tight at the finish the other day over Caden Quaffle. Yeah. Uh, great finish at Caraway. It was fun to watch um, all, all of the events from the Cars Tour and the North-South Shootout from Caraway Speedway. And uh, that pretty much wraps up. Well, no, it doesn't. There's a couple of events coming up in the Carolinas later this season that, uh, in fact, this weekend that we'll talk about later in the show.
Yeah, for sure. We're not quite done yet. Of course, it's nope. still relatively nice down here in the Carolinas. We kind of get lucky when, when it comes to Mother Nature, but uh, that's for sure. The only other winner I had this week that stood out to me was Gio Ruggiero, of course, winning the Show Me the Money series finale down at Montgomery Motor Speedway, Alabama State champion for 2022. And that series has seen uh, quite the increase in popularity, especially over the last two years or so. They had a really healthy car count down there at Montgomery Motor, season, uh, Motor Speedway, his second win of the season. Of course, Gio runs here there and everywhere as well in many different tours when it comes to late models so uh, not a stranger to victory lane but of course wrapped up the uh, show me the money series down there at montgomery motor speedway uh any shout outs for you this week kyle i could probably think of a couple let's see who, who you have first i have uh chris wright the series director for the arkham yeah. and art series he has been a busy boy this year uh both for west and east does some work on the national side as well um, I see him everywhere, and it's amazing. The day after the Arkham Arts West race, you'd think he'd fly home and rest. No, he was at the World of Outlaws event at the Charlotte Motor Speedway dirt track, soaking that in as well. But he has done a great job uh, continuing to build those series up. Uh, we have seen car count grow. We have seen uh, the, the schedule grow um, over the last couple of years as the brand has shifted from K&N East and West to ARCA East and West. And Chris has done a great job all along the way in, in continuing to build up those divisions. So I just wanted to give a quick shout out to Chris and congratulations on another successful year uh, as a race director for those series. Absolutely. A job well done for him and his staff, everyone at Arca Menard Series. And of course, uh, the excitement is only building. Uh, you know, any day now, we're going to get the full 2023 schedules. I know there's pretty much been already been some rumblings, especially on the national side of how things may look a little bit similar, maybe some small tweaks here and there. But certainly excited to see uh, what the schedule looks like for next season as uh, it's going to be here before you know it. I mean, heck, you know, we were talking before the show started how quickly Daytona is going to pop up on the NASCAR side of things. Of course, that means Arkham Menard Series as well. So not too much rest, but obviously a lot of uh, upward progression for that series. My shout out of the week, uh, I'm going to go for two. On the driving side, how about Kaylee Bryson? You know, we talk about her on the dirt and all the impressive things she's done. Of course, being one of the first women to win a national midget feature uh, in, in the history of, of dirt midget racing. But for her to go in in a pavement sprint car, wing sprint car at Citrus County, a part of their late model show to kind of wrap up the season, 11th to 5th in her debut, literally no pavement wing sprint car experience. I know she ran some champ car stuff like out at uh, the, the mile uh, earlier this year, but for her to go out and put that on, uh, on, a, on a performance like that, really impressive as she continues to be in that Toyota development system. I'm sure it won't be long before we see her in a late model as well, like we've seen uh, drivers like Buddy Kofoid and and some others that are in that banner as well. So congratulations to her. Solid effort in her debut on the wing sprint car. And then I'd be remiss if we didn't mention uh, Ty Gibbs. Uh, what a what a 24 hours it's been for him and his family winning the NASCAR Xfinity Series Championship a year after winning the Arca Menard Series Championship, of course, in 2021. So one of our graduates and then literally hours later losing his father, Coy. Uh, unexpectedly at NASCAR Championship Weekend. So, of course, our thoughts and prayers are with, are with the entire Gibbs family, Joe, and, of course, Ty and his whole family. But uh, what emotional swing. But uh, Ty, though, winning the championship, a big shout-out to him uh, and, of course, his family for getting it done. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, from the high, literally the highest of highs to the lowest of lows in that young man's life in a matter of just a couple of hours. So yeah, thoughts go out to the entire Gibbs family. Also, congratulations to Kaylee Bryson. Uh, I, we talked to her last year on the show and uh, she was running some pavement stuff at the time, had just come off a uh, successful, I believe it was Chili Bowl or uh, I think it was the Chili Bowl. Yeah, she made the a at the Chili Bowl. 
Yeah, yeah. Um, so uh, I know she talked during her interview that NASCAR was her goal. So looks like she is well on her way of hopefully getting to that point here in the near future. Absolutely. Well, uh, it's time to hit our first break of NASCAR Coast to Coast presented by Flow Racing. When we come back, it is time to talk the champion to, of the Arkham Menards West Series of 2022. That young man is Jake Drew. He's standing by. Coming up next here on NASCAR Coast to Coast presented by Flow Racing. Flow Racing is the ultimate digital home track. For race fans everywhere, subscribe today and stream over 1,300 racing events live and on demand. Flow Racing is something for everyone. It's what we know. Sprint cars are there. NASCAR weekly racing series, drag racing, off-road, and much, much more. Learn more at flowracing.com forward slash go MRN. That's flowracing.com forward slash go MRN. Kyle Larson brings his Chevy in four tires to no racing fuel. From fueling NASCAR champions on the track for over 20 years to innovating 94 octane, the highest octane on the market. Performance is what Sunoco does. All Sunoco fuel at the pump meets the same top tier standards as the fuel used in NASCAR. Money's back here for Ryan Blaney, four tires with Sunoco fuel. From the track to your tank, you can trust Sunoco to help your vehicle perform at its peak. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical, underage sale prohibited. Introducing Zone Nicotine Pouches, the perfect balance of unparalleled comfort, longer-lasting flavor, and nicotine that satisfies. Whether you're zoning in during the race or zoning out after a tough day at work, Zone gets you there faster and keeps you there longer. Available in seven flavors and in six and nine milligram strengths. Find Zone at zonepouches.com and retailers near you. Own your Zone with his own nicotine pouches. Welcome on back to NASCAR Coast to Coast, presented by Flow Racing, the home of NASCAR Roots Racing and your digital home track for all things NASCAR Roots here, there, and everywhere. You can subscribe to Flow Racing at flowracing.com. Well, we promised you the champion, and he is on the line. That is Jake Drew, your 2022 ARCA West champion of this season. Jake, congratulations. It was an incredible weekend. I know celebrating with you, your family, your friends, and, of course, the entire number 6 Sunrise 4 team and Bob and Maureen Bruncati. Let's start with the emotions going into Phoenix. Obviously, you knew you just had to start the race, so you had some time to really kind of soak in the pre-race atmosphere uh, and as well as getting in the race car. What was going through your mind? What was that weekend like as you arrived to the racetrack at Phoenix? Uh, I was super excited to uh, to know the situation, obviously, that, uh, you know, like you said, all we had to do was start the race. But um, really, I was just, with that situation, I was really looking forward to uh, just taking it all in as a learning experience, really. You know, uh, every time we go to Phoenix in the West Series, it's a uh, it's an important race, either the first or last of the season. You don't want to make any big mistakes. So um, it was super cool for me to just be able to come in there and uh, take advantage of the opportunity and learn as much as I could on these big tracks. And um, I really enjoyed that for sure. What was the big takeaway uh, from Phoenix other than the championship title? What'd you learn? Obviously, I think it was your only one of your only top one of your only finishes outside of the top 10 all year. Yeah, for sure. I guess uh, I guess I learned how easy it is to move up and down the leaderboard for sure. I mean, uh, think we ran as far back as 15th and as high up as third at one point so um just how quick everything can uh, turn around 
How did you approach, though, once the race got going to not be being maybe too aggressive and understanding that, you know, obviously you are the champion, so it's pretty much you can go go for broke. But how difficult was it managing that race, of course, as you get more and more experience on these bigger tracks? Um, aggression wise, I mean, I feel like I'm uh, I'm aggressive and, and when it's the right time to be, but never, never too much. So um, I wasn't really too worried about that. And I've never. uh I don't think I've done anybody dirty too much this year. So that wasn't much of a worry of mine. How determined were you this season after the way last season ended in a tie? Uh, huge amounts of uh, drive and just passion to want to uh, take this championship home. And, uh, you know, with the situation with Bob and the team uh, ending, it was really important for me to try and bring that home for Bob and his family and, uh, you know, everything he's done for drivers like me. And, um you know, just like I said, just huge drive and determination. And we had tons of momentum going at the end of last year. I knew it was time to just carry that on into this year and, you know, let last year be what it was and just focus on this year solely. And you were able to lock up the championship with the dominating season when you talk about not just four wins, but the four poles that go along with it, nine top five finishes. What was the biggest difference this year in year number two with this race team than it was when you first got on the scene last year in terms of your growth as a driver and how you're able to really hit the ground running, you know, and, and kind of be the, the championship favorite and obviously the contender for the for the title pretty much the entire season? Right. Right. Uh I think uh, I think confidence is a huge thing in that, right? So uh, I came into the year last year as a rookie and just kind of getting my feet wet and everything. And I feel like I took the first half of the year kind of just taking everything in and learning as I was going. And then, you know, I mentioned the momentum was building at the end of the last year. So uh, just to take that on with me this year and just kind of to have that confidence and the drive and the determination and just, you know, piece by piece, piece everything together uh, during the off season and everything. And you know, got in the right mindset with everybody, and uh, we just came out attacking. You had some top two and three finishes early, but boy, when we raced in the rain at Portland, uh, the streak began there. What clicked there in the month of June when we hit Portland and then Sonoma and then Irwindale? I think uh, just picking up that first win just kind of gave me that extra little confidence boost that I needed just to, uh, you know, start contending for you're really finishing off those wins, right? You know, we were already getting seconds and thirds and whatnot, but we're still hunting down that win. So I think we finally just, you know, opened up that last little bit and opened the floodgates, you could say, a little bit and uh, just started to click them off there for a little while. Literally yeah. in Portland. I thought yeah, I was literally there for a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that was wild to watch for sure. I, I I'm kind of glad I was not behind the wheel because that was absolutely intense racing. But yeah, I think, this magical I think you guys saw more than I did. <laughs> probably, honestly, yeah, you were probably too busy trying to read between the raindrops. That was pretty incredible. But uh, it, all in all, though, this has been an incredible season. But how much more special? Is it for you, not only just being a champion on the Arkham Menard Series level, but to do it for Bob and Maureen, who announced that they're going to, you know, finish up their Arcus, you know, 22 years in the series uh, this year and to bookend it with a, a championship. How much more special is that for you? And what influence have they had on you in your career? Uh, the influence they've had on me is incredible. I can't I can't thank them enough for this opportunity they've given me to, uh, you know, fulfill some of my dreams from when I, being a young kid, wanted to be a race car driver, right? So I got to live that dream for a little while, and um, I hope I get to continue that. And just my my thanks and my gratitude to them is, you know, undescribable. Um, <clears throat> it's truly, uh, it's quite an honor, though, to pick up a championship for them in their final season. And, uh, you know, I've, I've worked in the shop the last two years, learning about the cars and being hands-on. And um, so 
I get to see every day the banners up in the shop of all the drivers that have come through and won races and championships. And it's, uh, it's cool to be part of that list. And it's also cool to uh, be the, be the period on it and be the end of it. And um, I'm really happy that I was able to fulfill that for Bob and his family. And you made a good point just now is the fact that you were in the shop working. So how much did that help you as a race car driver? Because, you know, you hear about some other drivers, you know, they show up with the helmet bag, the gear bag, and they hop in the car and go. But for you to kind of learn about the shop, the inner workings of the team, uh, how much more beneficial was that to you? Well, it's definitely given me appreciation of uh, how much time and effort really goes into anything and um, kind of, you know, take care of your equipment a little bit, right? And take, take care of what's going on. So um, that's a big part of it. And then, uh, of course, you know, just being there with your crew chief and whatnot, you can take that extra time and the extra 30, 45 minutes and just sit there and talk and ask questions and be able to get a clear answer on everything that's going on and, you know, build your notebook that much easier and uh, with less pressure with everything going on at the track and stuff. So I really enjoyed that for sure. The Brancatis have been part of this West series, as you mentioned, for 22 years. They've seen the highs and lows. I feel like, though, this series right now, in a pretty good place. The car counts are good. Saw a couple of sellout crowds, some of the bull rings a couple of months ago. The, the crowds are good. The interest is there as the champion. How would you view the ARCA West Series right now from, from your point? I feel the West Series is, uh, is a great series right now. I mean, I think every race we had five, six, seven cars that, you know, we knew were all contenders to uh, go for the win that night. And um, there'd be times throughout the race where we'd all be stacked bumper to bumper going for it and changing spots. And so I think the competition's been great. The, the respect levels have been high. Um, I've really enjoyed racing with everybody and, uh, you know, almost building friendships there, Bay. I've been able to walk around and talk to pretty much everybody there every race. So, um, I think the West series is on a great, uh, uptrend right now. Okay, so 2022 is over. What's the celebration like? How do you kind of enjoy it? And uh, I guess when does the process begin to figure out what next year looks like? Do you kind of have an idea or kind of what does that look like right now? Uh, the the begin for uh, searching for 2023 started right after the race. I mean, the truck race was right after us. So I stayed around the weekend and uh, walked around and made my rounds and uh, said hi to some people and uh, just trying to see what's available and what I can get myself into. Uh, I'm going to make the move to North Carolina in December during the off season. So I'm excited to do that and uh, try and get myself in the mix for sure. But um, as of right now, I'm not really sure where I'm going to land, um, but I'm hoping to uh, start piecing that together here soon because I need to drive. I want to drive. <laughs> right. You kind of answered my final question, so I'll rephrase it. How does that move to North Carolina happen? I mean, what I mean, was that planned before the championship or have you known about this move now for quite some time? Yeah, I've been I've been planning on it for a couple months now. Um, I I went back there in October of uh, 2021. So and I just really enjoyed it there. I love being there and um, have been wanting to go back there. And obviously to chase a dream and a career, I think everybody knows that North Carolina is the place to be. So um, I from then on, I was immediately starting to look at uh, opportunities and situations to get myself back there. And um, luckily with uh, some great friends of mine and um, supporters of mine, I've been able to uh, piece all that together, and I'm excited to make that jump. Well, it is the place to be, not only for the racing aspect, but I mean, I'm here, so you can come hang out anytime right next to me here in the studio, Jake, uh, for sure. Perfect. Kyle left. He left me. He's up in Connecticut. He, he should have stayed down here, Kyle, so I don't know. Maybe you want to come back eventually. We'll, we'll see. <laughs> Perfect.
<laughs> well, congratulations. We'll yeah, Kyle, we'll see. Sure. Uh, well, Jake, congratulations again on your championship. All the success that you and your team have had this year. Best of luck uh, on the search for next year. And uh, can't wait to catch up with you when you're down here in uh, North Carolina in the coming months. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me all. There he is, Arca West champion to 2022, Jake Drew. We'll wait and see what happens here in 2023. Coming up next, our final Go With The Flow calendar. A few more races still to go, some big ones too here in 2022. We'll get to that coming up next on NASCAR Coast to Coast presented by Flow Racing. Flow Racing is the ultimate digital home track. For race fans everywhere, subscribe today and stream over 1,300 racing events live and on demand. Flow Racing is something for everyone. It's what we know. Sprint cars are there. NASCAR weekly racing series, drag racing, off-road, and much, much more. Learn more at flowracing.com forward slash go MRN. That's flowracing.com forward slash go MRN. The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Welcome back to NASCAR Coast to Coast presented by Flow Racing, the new home of NASCAR Roots. You can subscribe today at flowracing.com. Kyle, just talked to our champion, our now reigning champion of the ARCA West Series. That is Jake Drew. What would you think? Uh, obviously, he wraps up a championship, but you know in the back of his mind, and he even said it there too, the planning has begun for next year. What is the most logical thing that would be next for a guy like Jake Drew? Yeah, I mean, a ride in, in the Arca Menard series, uh, no doubt uh, there's some opportunity there. Perhaps, as he mentioned it, uh, in the NASCAR Craftsman Truck Series, as yep. will be known next season in 2023. And uh, he hinted that he was, uh, you know, uh, beating, the, uh, beating the pavement there in the garage on Friday and Saturday in Phoenix. So uh, we'll see. I mean, there's options out there, and, and I think it's going to be a heck of a lot easier for him to find those options when he moves the 3,000 miles East back to the East Coast. So um, I think no matter what happens, though, we will see him on the racetrack in one of those levels next year. He's Absolutely. too talented to not put in a ride. Oh, for sure. Absolutely. So uh, time will tell. Of course, I'm sure like most drivers will make the announcements over social media and things like that, of course, in the off season. Uh, before we get to our go, go with the flow calendar, of course, uh, final episode of Coast to Coast here for 2022. But we're not done racing just yet. Coming up in uh, just about 25 days or so is the 55th annual Snowball Derby weekend out at Pensacola's Five Flags Speedway. And we saw the initial entry list that has come out this past week. And Kyle, 47. 
seven already entered for the Derby portion. Chandler Smith, of course, a Derby winner. You have Hosevar, Bubba Pollard, you name it. They're already all entered. But what intrigued me as well is the Snowflake, the pro late model portion that happens before the Derby. How about Hunter Robbins, Augie Grill, Brittany Zamora, who just re-signed with Rackley yep. Ward to run this event. Some really big names also taking part in some of those crossovers running the Snowflake and the Derby. You like that when you get a little bit of a mix uh, at, at the Snowflake level? Oh, I love it. I love and I love that whole weekend. Um, I'm sure you mentioned 47 super late models for the yep. Snowball. I'm sure it will be 50 or 60 pro late models for the Saturday night snowflake 100 uh, healthy entry lists. The eyes of the short track world will be on that event. Cause frankly, there's not going to be a whole lot else happening uh, the first week of December, December 1st through the 4th. So all eyes will be on, on five flags as it always is. So um, can't wait. The competitors know that that's why they're there. Um, some of the best short track racing we see all year uh, will happen in just a couple of weeks time. Would you say 25 days? That's hard to believe. Christmas is yeah. closing in quick here. I know. That's why I said at the top of the show, where'd the time go? We're already getting close to Snowball Derby weekend. And of course, Stephen Nassie has entered, uh, who pretty much called his shot after he won the Winchester 400, that he's coming for the Derby. Again, backed it up with the uh, win out at Nashville as well. So he's got two marquee wins going into Derby time. Have to say he may be the favorite, but we'll see. All right, and I don't think up. anyone's won those big three in a single season. So no, uh, I don't think so either. That's why I'm very intrigued to see what uh, that whole motorsports group and 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 Stephen Assey does uh, coming up in 25 days. The rest of the calendar this week, though, pretty small. Uh, Hickory Motor Speedway does have their rescheduled fall brawl. It was rescheduled from October the 15th due to the tire shortage. Uh, issue, which again, a lot of racetracks across the country have dealt with uh, this year. Uh, Hickory, the last to really see the effects, obviously uh, impacting their final race of the year, but that is now coming up this Saturday. Of course, you can watch that on Flow Racing and 2022 track champion Landon Huffman is among those entered. A good healthy entry list as well, Kyle. Some big names uh, racing down here in the Carolinas. Yeah, 100 laps for the limited late models, 100 laps for the Carolina Pro late models, 30 laps for the street stocks. You mentioned healthy entry lists. Uh, hope the tire supply seems to be there. Uh, this race was supposed to happen three weeks ago. It'll happen and button up the Hickory Speedway, Hickory Motor Speedway season this Saturday. Also, just north of North Carolina, about 300 miles or so, uh, at uh, Riverhead Raceway on Long Island, the Islip 300 for the Modifieds. Happening this weekend as well, a healthy entry list there. Doug Covey, Jimmy Blewett, Kyle Bonsignor, Kyle Soper, who has found so much success at Riverhead. Keith Rocco, who has found so much success here at Stafford on the entry list. Craig Lutz, going to be a uh, great race this coming Saturday as well for uh, open wheel fans up here in the Northeast. The Islip 300 weather hopefully we'll cooperate. There's that storm that's uh, been brewing out and, and down in Florida that looks like it's coming up the coast. So fingers crossed that uh, the Islip 300 is not affected. For sure. One of the cool races of the year, definitely at Riverhead. Also on tap, Super Late Model 50 out at Citrus and Gulf Coast Racing Series wraps up their year at Mobile International Speedway. Other than that, tons of racing on the dirt side. You can check it all out on flowracing.com. Get yourself a subscription because when they're done with that, there's plenty of big races coming up over the course of the winter. But as far as the NASCAR route style racing, kind of three more big marquee events. We talked about one of them coming up December 1st through the 4th being the 
55th annual Snowball Derby. But how about the South Carolina 400 sneaking up on us November 19th out at Florence? Dale Earnhardt Jr., we talked about it, announced he's going to run that race. They just unveiled this past week his race car, a little throwback, Bass Pro Shops number three yep. in honor of his dad. How cool is that? And obviously, that just made the entry list go sky high as soon as he announced he was running that race. Yeah, I love what Dale Earnhardt Jr. is doing right now in the late model world down in the Carolinas. We saw what he did at North Wilkesboro Speedway a couple yeah. of months ago and what he'll continue to do. Now he's uh, virtually taking what was the, the Myrtle Beach 400 uh, until Myrtle Beach Speedway closed a couple of years ago and, and building this event up to be uh, such a, uh, like you mentioned, another major event. The entry list continues to grow. All eyes will be on Dale Jr. Uh, here coming up for, for that uh, marquee event. So again, that race is on November 19th, and then the following week or so, the Thanksgiving Classic at Southern National, by my understanding, is still a go, so that's a huge kind of holiday time uh, short track race there at Southern National, one of the marquee short tracks uh, in North America, very popular. Those entry lists, I think, are just getting ready to be announced, kind of their early entry list, so we'll get a good look at that in the coming weeks, but for sure, another marquee event. I know Matt Weaver and a bunch of local media down here in the Carolinas are planning on covering that event, as well as the South Carolina 400, and of course, it all culminates with the 55th Annual Snowball Derby and, of course, the Snowflake 100 down there at Five Flags. Now, I mentioned Flow Racing is the place to be. Kyle, don't forget Get, you know what's a right around the corner? Tulsa shootout, shootout in the Chili Bowl. How about that? I mean, just when I felt like we were done talking about it like a month or two ago from last year, it's time to start talking about who's going to be the favorites there. Of course, I'll be down there as well for flow racing, but uh, a good good thing to have is flow racing, especially as we get to the winter months. Uh, lots going on here that you can uh, catch out from the comforts of your own home. Yeah, I was concerned I may not see you again until, you know, February, March of next year. And then I remembered, oh, I'll have like 14 nights of Chris Wildner when that's it right. comes to the the Chili Bowl and the preceding Tulsa shootout right after. I think that starts right at Christmas, like right the, yeah, the day I, after uh, Christmas. First day of the shootout this year is the 26th of December. There you go. So, yeah, believe it or not, heading there immediately after Christmas because they added a day. Last year, we had over 1,400 entries that you saw live on Flow, and uh, it was nonstop from about 8 a.m. Uh, to about 10 or 11 p.m. Now, granted, this year, with the added day, they start everything at 9 o'clock in the morning, which is an extra hour of sleep, which I will certainly appreciate. But for sure, you can have coffee with Chris, you can have lunch with Chris, oh, and dinner oh. with Chris. So <laughs> it's the gift that keeps on giving. But of course, then then the Chili Bowl Nationals to follow that as well. But hey, you know what? There, It's one of the coolest times of year, indoor season. Uh, certainly can't wait to get there. But of course, we wrap up all of our short track action on the route side coming up in the next couple weeks. Again, don't forget South Carolina 400, November 19th. Then the 27th of November, the Thanksgiving Classic Snowball Derby, right around the corner, 25 days away. Kyle, for the last time until 2023, this was NASCAR Coast to Coast. Can you believe it? It's been fun. It's been year 10 uh, for NASCAR Coast to Coast. Yeah. And uh, we've been doing a lot of short track racing talk here on the Motor Racing Network over the last decade or so. And look forward to uh, continuing that same talk in the future. But, of course, this show also produced by Flow Racing, the new home of NASCAR Roots. Again, subscribe if you haven't done so already. It's the best bang for your buck. Go to flowracing.com for more information. Uh, certainly, that's where I will be uh, the rest of this winter season, checking out all that they have to offer. Not only races, but good feature pieces, good short films, and everything uh, short track racing, both on the dirt and the pavement. Well, for Kyle Ricky, my name is Chris Wilner. For our producer, Craig Moore, we appreciate you tuning in each and every episode all season long here on NASCAR Coast to Coast. 
Coast, presented by Flow Racing. We'll be back to talk about the countdown to Daytona and all things the back half of the winter season starting in 2023. Enjoy the rest of your racing calendar, and we'll see you next year.